0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, it is an odd thing to watch movies these days because they really have just nailed the the art of keeping you amused because the characters are so fascinating. And you always wonder, how in the world did they come up with those characters? And I I finally have come to the conclusion that it's got a lot to do with just paying attention to what's going on around you because all of those characters exist. You know, if you're watching the movie The Avengers, okay, so it's a sci-fi film. You're not going to see, you know, Thanos wandering the world, but you may run into like the manager of some insurance company who bears a striking resemblance and has the same delivery. And instead of ending the universe, he's just bucking with your paycheck or, or screwing with your hours. But it does it—it it makes an excellent point of just recognizing the characters that are around you. Because when I first started this podcast, and actually originally the the blog that it came from, I began paying attention to what was going on around me. And the more I paid attention, the more I saw amazing stuff going on. I've had good friends, long ones, that, that I've had since I was a child. That have flat out accused me of just fabricating all this, and some of it is, some of it's an exaggeration, but it's just got more to do with the fact that I'm suddenly seeing the shit that we all pay it, we don't pay any attention to. It's like you you're walking through a garden your entire life, and then suddenly you realize you're surrounded by flowers. And once you see the flowers, that's all you can see. Looking at the road ahead of you is just this boring brown thing you know but looking at the flowers there's the amazing color and and vibrance of life and trust me the people are the same the colorful pictures that they paint with the things they're saying and doing and then the outrageous vibrance for life it's just so much fun and yeah, it's rude. You're paying a little too much attention to your fellow man and listening in on their conversations, And it, but I'm okay with that. I'm thinking, you know, it's a little rude. It's a little off-putting, but I've done worse. So when it comes to finding people to put into, you know, a scenario in a podcast or, or when I was writing the blog, I never really went without. I mean, if you think about it, there's over 700 posts on that blog. And you'd think at some point, I would just run out of stuff to write about. But it, I kept waiting for that to happen. It never happened. Because there are so many people out there. And it's not like anybody can just look at it and go, eh, You shouldn't have done this one. You shouldn't have done this one. You shouldn't have done this one. Eh, if you really want to argue, you eh, shouldn't have done any of them. What was the point? Well, at the time, the point was just writing to write. I had written a crappy book and I wanted to promote it, so I started a blog and I was gonna build a following and then totally abuse the following of the blog to sell the book. Well, then I recognized that the original book, it was pretty crappy. So the only books I have now are the ones, the collections of the posts from the blog. Those I like, here's the weird part. The stuff that I carefully crafted, I didn't like in the long run. And then the stuff that I just jotted down for that day, because that's how most of that blog went. It was like I just jotted it down for the day, put it on, very little editing, because I figured if I'm editing, I'm censoring. So I, I avoided that pretty heavily. But in the end, I was so much happier with what I'd written. I was happier with the way the characters came out, the things they said, the things that I reported that they did... And it really was satisfying. And that's exactly what I wanted from the blog at that point. Now, with the podcast, uh, I wanted to pay some bills. Let's not lie to each other here. But I would like you to enjoy this. I would like you to look forward to hearing the next one. It's like, oh, what is that guy up to now? What the hell did he find? So with all of that in mind, with all these characters, both the bad and the good, the the kind and the evil, here's today's episode, You Got a Pretty Mouth, on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, in any big-budget Hollywood movie, there's a lot of money and time put into the casting. The look, the experience, the talent of the actors is all weighed heavily before choosing what they view as the perfect person. And yet, in our little scene today, the actors just kind of showed up. And they're perfect. I'm in a Starbucks. Where else? With a, a friend who is determined to provide entertainment for the blog. You know, I can always use the help. I stopped short of staging events, but participation's always allowed. Now our stars for the scene are the cashier. She's young, she's dumb, barely able to count, fairly lazy, and she's the perfect career cashier. She'll be here till she's 60. Then there's Granny. She is the dehydrated, wrinkled, hillbilly manager slash crappy barista that runs the place. Then there's Mr. Howell. He's from old money, back east money, Rockefeller-type dollars. It's also gay as a $2 bill. Now I mean that in a totally non-homophobic way. He was, so I'm mentioning it. Our scene opens when we enter the Starbucks. There is one person in line ahead of us, and then it's our turn. The cashier is friendly, about to ask our needs. It's not a difficult order. Two coffee creations and some pastries. Cashier opens her mouth to ask something, don't know what, when Granny erupts. What she want? I can't hear her. Granny can't wait for the cup. She's far too sophisticated for that highfalutin shit like that. Cashier doesn't like Granny. That much is obvious. Sorry. She mouths this at us. She thrusts a paper cup with writing on it at Granny. What happens next is awesome. She takes out her reading specs in order to read the cup. From where I'm standing at at the cash register, I can see the spot on the cup that shows shot is written with a very clear one. Does she want an extra shot? Granny is sounding a lot more and more like Minnie Pearl from the Grand Old Opry by the second. The cashier rolls her eyes. I wrote it on the cup, she tells us, annoyed and kind of embarrassed. Granny taps the cup on the counter to get the cashier's attention, and when the cashier looks over, Granny does an awesome hands-out, what-the-hell shrug. I pay, and we sit waiting for our, our creations. I am more than a little worried that Granny will poison us, because I fear she can't read. Enter, on cue, Mr. Howell. He is wearing beige capris, with little cross golf clubs on them. His haircut is black curls that sway on his head like Howard Stern, and his shirt is a vintage polo and black socks with sandals. And they say there's no crime at the beach. Mr. Howell begins hopping from foot to foot in front of the cashier, staring at the menu as if he's not sure what they sell there. I would absolutely love a grande iced half-calf triple mocha latte macchiato. Now me, I'd love to know what the hell that is. The cashier takes a full three minutes to write it up. Then she hands it to Granny, who pulls out her specs. I've decided I have to see this. I head up to the counter on the weak premise of ordering something, anything, long as I can see what's going on behind the barista station, mainly because Granny has crouched down and completely disappeared. And I am so glad I came up there. Granny is hunkered down, leafing desperately through a book. It is the coffee version of the Mr. Boston Brink Guide. It tells you how to make the drink. I stare while trying not to laugh when the cashier leans over. She doesn't like to clean the toilets, so she has to barista. Oh, good lord. I order nothing and sit down. Mr. Howell has shuffled over to the pickup window and is staring at a wall hanging of Kenya. He begins to tell no one in particular about his trip to Kenya last year and for some reason he then notices what granny's up to do you know what you're doing he leans into the barista station without missing a beat granny picks up a cup that is sitting at her station and throws it on him i had a clear view it was a shot a shot glass of water nothing more but she threw it on a customer And then she starts laughing. It's an evil, scratchy cackle that seems to boom off the walls. The cashier looks like she's either scared or constipated, or just found out she's uh, adopted. And at the height of Granny's laugh, Deliverance shows up. Out of the back room, mop in hand, comes a true rarity in the beach cities. A backwoods banjo-playing hillbilly. Okay, so it was just a guy with an apron and huge ears. I also think one of his eyes was offset due to inbreeding, but I I am prone to overreacting. I also think one of his eyes was offset due to inbreeding, but I am prone to overreacting, so it's iffy. Deliverance, as I like to call him, chortles like a slow madman and heads back into the back room. That's when Mr. Howell begins to laugh. He laughs like he's seen the funniest thing in his life. He then calls someone named Bonds and tells Bonds all about the water. I am worried about his sanity. But he gets his coffee and then he leaves. He's still laughing. Granny watches him go. The door closes and Granny stops laughing and glares at the door. Bye-bye. God, I need to quit coming here at night time for coffee hope you liked today's episode i know i did do me a favor if you liked it even if you didn't listen to more episodes put it on the background let it play like white noise Do something to help you sleep at night anything i need you to listen share it if you can support it if you can thank you have a great day